from being nowhere on the FedEx Cup point list, <laughs> something that's supposed to be a year-long accumulation of how well and consistently you played, and he goes from nowhere to first. So there's something goofy about the system, even though it's great to see Nick Watney playing good golf again because he hasn't all year. Well, that'll put him on the Ryder Cup team, I think. What do you think? Will that get him there? Is that good enough? No, I don't think it's good enough. I think he's got to do something else. You know, Ricky Fowler, you know, is somebody who's got a great chance of going. Snedeker's got just as good a chance. I think Furyk has very little chance right now after blowing the open, after making a six to lose a couple of weeks ago. I think it could be uh, I think it could be Snedeker and I think it could be Fowler, but yes, certainly Watney's on the radar screen. That didn't hurt his chances at all. Hey, we've got Bob Herrig on the line, ESPN.com, sports writer, uh, president of the Sports Writers Association. Bob Herrig. Hey, it's Rich Bianco and Peter Kessler in studio tonight. Hey, Bob. I knew I, I, I knew I recognized that voice. I didn't mean to drop Sorry, that Peter. bomb on you there, uh, Bob. A uh, little uh, surprise, <laughs> a little blast from the past. Uh, well, Bob, uh, you know, uh, always nice to be in New York. Were you actually up there? No, I actually skipped that one. Me and Jason Duffner took the week off. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, I, actually, I'm not going to this one either. But uh, luckily for me, I'll still advance to Indianapolis and then to Atlanta for the tour championship. How's that? Bob's got the – he's on the no-cut tour. Nice. You got to like that. Uh, Bob, it was fun to watch. Um, you know, and they had the greens nice and crusty up there at Beth Page, And uh, it was playing pretty difficult. Uh, what were you? Uh, what did you see there, Bob? What did what, you think of that? Well, I mean, it was it was kind of neat to see a U.S. Open golf course that wasn't U.S. Open conditions, except for Saturday with the greens. Uh, but you know, they obviously uh, the scoring conditions were far better than we saw at the O2 and O9 U.S. Opens, and and uh, I, I thought that was it was fun to see them be able to go at it a little bit more than. Than the drudgery of a U.S. Open, the difficulty. Um, uh, it was interesting hearing Peter's point there while I was waiting. Um, you know, it's it's about the way the FedEx Cup playoffs work. Uh, you know, here's a guy, Watney. It was a great win for him. I think we all admit he's a great young player. It's been a bit of a disappointing year to this point. And it was so disappointing. He had never finished better than eighth, but now he leads the FedEx Cup points. <laughs> um, and, you know, I guess that's a little odd I guess if you're going to defend it, though, you might say it's it's like the team that sneaks into the baseball playoffs, that, like we're going to have this year, perhaps with you know he he sneaks in, wins the one game uh, uh, wild card, gets to the World Series, and is playing a team that won 20 games more than it during the regular season, uh, but yet they're all equal at that point. So, you know, I, I guess. I'm not sure what the right answer is for that, but um, you know, Nick Watney certainly is taking advantage of it right now. He's put himself in a position to make himself a, a huge bonus if he can keep it going. I'll tell you, Bobby, why I like the final score last week was because if a golf course is playing really tough, it still ought to yield to the brilliance of the best couple of players. And to me, that means you know one or two under per round. And that's right where we finished up this last weekend, right in that 5 to 10 range, which to me evidence is fair but not over the top except for a few greens on Saturday. So, therefore, identifying you know the guy who really did play best, the best golf last week. Yeah, I mean, you know, for all, the, for all the talk about the putting and the greens and everything, you know, Nick Watney talked about having his best putting week of the year. Even though he had a couple of three putts, uh, 
you know, he still obviously had to get a lot, a lot in the hole. He made a bunch of birdies, and um, I, I think you're right. I, I think when you see a score of eight to ten, eleven under par, that's about getting it right. It's not too hard. It's not too easy. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's not too tough. You know, to to where pars are just brutal. But yet, it's not a birdie fest where you know where you got to shoot 65 or 66 every round just to keep up. Uh, so I, I kind of liked it, uh, and and uh, I, I think it's great that they went there, and that apparently they're going to go back again for this event in a couple of years. Uh, hey Bob, now he was uh, mentioning uh, he had a, he had a putting lesson up there uh, before the week had started. He uh, he had met with a, a local golf professional and got a, a putting lesson, and uh, for him to turn his ship around and win, what do you pay this guy? What kind of compensation is there for a golf professional? <laughs> to uh, turn this guy's week around and uh, pull something out of his hat like that. It's interesting. I wonder, I, I'm not aware if they, if they, you know, had any kind of a formal arrangement, <laughs> you know. Um, but, you know, it was Daryl Kessner, who's, who's a, um, a fairly well-regarded PGA club pro who's played in a bunch of PGA championships. And if I'm not mistaken, he played at, um, at Kiowa this year. And both he and uh, um, both he and Nick Wabi shot the same score, uh, so uh, I, I believe that meant they both missed the cut. But um, you know, it's uh, I, I'd be curious to know if they had any kind of a deal because uh, he certainly owes them something. And uh, if nothing else, Daryl Kessner got some pub out of it because uh, you know it was nice that that Mayhan complimented him and. and uh, and gave him some kudos for for how for how much he helped him. And he's a legend in the Met area. You know, I mean, he's won all the Met Opens. He's won all of the State Opens in the area. And he has a great reputation in the area as being not only a great putter, but somebody who's a great teacher of putting. So it doesn't come as a shock that this would translate to the highest levels because 15 handicappers, club pros, and professionals would all attest that Daryl knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I'm. I'm guessing that that's the case, and uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe Tiger should take a putting lesson from from this guy because or from uh, you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's he's uh, he's he's clearly struggling on the greens, and we saw it there this past weekend, especially on Saturday. I you know, first time ever he's had four three putts in one round. I mean, it's um, it's almost. Uh, you wouldn't believe it if you if you didn't see it. Uh, it's, um, it's it's pretty pretty amazing what's what's going on there. Yeah, uh, he sent all the ESPN statisticians uh, scrambling to figure out when was the last time anybody saw him three putt four times in a round. Uh, you know, and uh, much to his demise, he didn't do. Uh, you know, and I think this is uh, showing him on the weekends. I don't know. He's having a hard time paying attention as well. I don't know what's. Uh, what, there's something bothering that man. Oh, it's a soft bed this week. He got a bum yeah. bed at the hotel. <laughs> it's hard to believe they didn't bring you another know, one in 15 minutes later, isn't it, really? It, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, in, in his case, um, you know, obviously this, his situation comes up a lot. And, 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 and I find myself taking his side more often than not. I, I think what's happened is, is you know, we, we tend to keep judging him by what he did five years ago. And, um, and I'm not sure we, we should do that anymore. Uh, I, I don't know that that, uh, of course, you know, he's trying to get back to there, but he's never going to admit that he's not. 
but it sure is a lot to ask a guy to play at the level that he played at for 10, 12 years. You know, he's, it's, he's several years removed from that, a lot of personal tor- turmoil, injuries, and if you just look where he's come from in the past year, I think that's a pretty good gauge of, of how far he's come and, and, and how good he still is. A year ago this time, or around this time, he dropped to 58th in the world. Uh, and, you know, it was, was struggling. You know, he's coming off PGA Championship where he shot 77 in the first round. And here he is now. He's won four times worldwide, three times on tour, got back up to second. He's now third in the world, led the U.S. in Ryder Cup points, which is fairly significant when you consider that, you know, he didn't really do great in the majors where the points are double, and he did, and he missed two of them last year, Those are the, only the majors where you could get points in. So, you know, I, I mean, uh, all in all, if you take the name away from the record, it's been a pretty good, a pretty good year. But of course, we all have a hard time taking the name away from from the record. All right, Bobby, we got a couple minutes left. Uh, uh, we're talking Deutsche Bank now. Uh, can can you at least give me a pick? Uh, you know, do you have a favorite? What do you think? Uh, a nice uh, weekend in New England. The leaves are changing. Things are getting nice up there. Uh, what do you think? Uh, in the Deutsche Bank, we, uh, uh, we're going to uh, have a Monday finish this week. Start on Friday, finish on Monday. What do you, you think is going to happen here? Any ideas? Well, I mean, you know, do I have any idea what's going to happen? Uh, it's, uh, it's a pretty tough, pretty tough uh, to pick any of these events, as we've discussed. I, I actually picked Adam Scott. This is where he won his first PGA Tour title nine years ago. Um, Fallen off the radar here a little bit recently since the Open, uh, but still having a really nice year. And, uh, you know, a little bit far down there in the points. Uh, So, uh, you know, I'm taking a flyer on Adam Scott. I mean, obviously, uh, when you got 100 guys and these are the best, you know, the best guys on tour this year, uh, there's a lot of possibilities, but uh, that's, that's my pick. What about Lydia Ko? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's. Um, you know, it's funny you mention her. I'm, I'm not sure. Obviously, as great as that was of her, what does that say about the LPGA Tour players, though, that they allowed a a 15 year old amateur to beat them? Does it does it say anything there on that side? I just, you know, I sort of noted that in something I wrote this week. I mean, it's it, it's got to be awfully tough to be a seasoned pro. You do this for a living, and a 15-year-old amateur comes in and wins. That's um, yeah, that's a tough I, one. I, no matter how you look at it, it's amazing. It's hey, really amazing. We're gonna have to take a break here, Bob. We appreciate you st- sitting in. Uh, Peter wants to let you know that he appreciates hearing from you again. Bob, thank you so much, and uh, we'll we'll go with the flyer on Adam Scott. I like that. That's a decent pick. And uh, we appreciate hearing from you. We'll uh, talk to you again next week. You're listening to the Golf Insiders on ESPN Radio 1080 ESPN. We'll be right back. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. 
Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. Golfers, have you discovered the hottest golf ball since the Pro V1? Well, listen up. They're Chromax golf balls, and they're cooler and more colorful than Ricky Fowler's outfits on the PGA Tour. Chromax golf balls feature a reflective inner layer and translucent outer layer that make the golf ball appear brighter and easier to hit. Chromax's metallic finish reflects sunlight through the clear cover for unprecedented visibility, making it easier to hit the sweet spot, track the trajectory of your ball in flight, and make adjustments to your swing. Chromax golf balls are USGA approved and come in a rainbow of colors to suit every golfer's personality and playing ability. Lower your scores and put some fun back into your game. Chromax golf balls are available at your local golfsmith stores or visit www.chromaxgolf.com. Golfers, have you discovered Swing Wing? It's the 6-in-1 inflatable power swing trainer. The Swing Wing power trainer will make you hit it longer and stronger. Swing Wing's patented design provides wind resistance training that will improve your tempo, increase your club head speed, and get you more distance. If you're tired of big and bulky training aids, the Swing Wing is the answer. It's simple and easy to use. Just inflate it, slide it onto your club, and swing away. Swing Wing is perfect for warming up before practice or play. We're just 10 swings, you're ready to smash it down the fairway. The Swing Wing 6-in-1 Trainer helps eliminate bad habits like scooping, flying elbow, and more. The Swing Wing will improve your arm position, swing plane, and full body turn. Hit it longer and stronger. Buy the Swing Wing now for just $29.99. The Swing Wing 6-in-1 Power Trainer to no-brainer. Just $29.99. Get more distance and control. Order your Swing Wing today. Go to SwingWingGolf.com. SwingWingGolf.com. Are you happy with your website? Do you need new business cards, brochures, or promotional materials? Then you need GMSImage.com. GMSImage.com provides creative marketing concepts and dynamic graphic design. GMSImage.com is quick and responsive and will deliver your project on time and within your budget. Visit GMSImage.com. 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 321-303-9684. 321-303-9684. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he shanked that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. All right, Coop. Behind the glass, the producer tonight, Coop. You're all right, guy. We appreciate your help here tonight. You're listening to the Golf Insiders on 1080 ESPN Radio. Special guest tonight, we got Peter Kessler in the house, in the hot seat. We got Todd Lewis on the line. Todd Lewis is going to be talking to us about the Deutsche Bank and the coverage coming up from the Golf Channel. Todd, what's happening? Hey, good evening. How are you guys? Dude, how are you? Good. Hey, Peter, how are you? Nice to hear your voice. You too. Hey, uh, Todd, let me just start right off by that. 
purple tie that you were wearing the other day on Golf Channel. You were doing an interview, I think. Mm-hmm. And that was some sporty with that little, you know, you are the best dressed guy, I swear, on Golf Channel, no doubt. Well, I've got this guy at Walmart who always sees me coming, <laughs> and uh, he takes me back to the clearance aisle, and uh, that's where I pick up my tie. That is a sharp-dressed man. Hey, we got <laughs> Peter Kessler in here, and he's just dying to just rip on you a little bit, see what you got. He wants to see what you got in store. Now, okay. I just, I, since, since you have the inside scoop, do you think that if there wasn't some kind of a dust-up between Padraig Harrington and Jose Maria Olathawal that continues to simmer, that he would have gotten the nod if such a thing didn't exist? Or has he really just not been playing good enough to get picked? Well, I think it's the latter, Peter, to be honest with you. He hasn't qualified for the WGC events this year. Padraig hasn't. He, he just has not been consistent enough. I mean, if you look at the... If you look at the talent that is now on this team, all 12 members of the European Ryder Cup team um, are established with Jose Muriel Olofabo making his, his picks earlier this week. There's only one rookie, the European Ryder Cup rookie, and that is Nicholas Colsarts, who's had a much better year than Patrick Harrington. Um, I, I want to believe, to be honest, that uh, if there was an incident that happened at the Sevi Cup in 2003 and Jose Maria Olofabo, who loves the Ryder Cup, um, so much, would want to put anything that happened nine years ago aside and put the best team uh, available together. So if Podrick was close to being on that team, I think he would probably have picked him. But, I mean, frankly, Podrick just hasn't had the year that deserves a captain's pick. I think Nicholas Colstar has had a better year. Hey, you know, this week we've got 100 guys teeing it up. Who's not in the 100 that we should be thinking how come he's not? How come he didn't make the top hundred? Hmm, that's a good question. I, 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 you know, I mean, I think you have to go and look at the guys who didn't even make the top one twenty-five. That I was surprised that didn't, you know, make the first playoff event. Yeah, same group. Pro- yeah, probably the biggest guy for me is Gary Woodland, um, because of what he did last year. He emerged on the scene as such a, a big star, as a power player. Um, but he didn't even qualify for the top 125. Um, now, to to his well, credit, I guess, for lack of a better term, he has been injured quite a bit this year, um, and he did play a, uh, a lot better the, the weeks heading into the playoffs, but he didn't. His, his mountain was too great to overcome. Um, so probably Gary Woodland for me. Um, I think he's going to spend the next five or six weeks resting, but at the same time working on his game. I know that's kind of an oxymoron, but getting his body healthy, um, I think he's going to compete in a few fall events. I, I look for him to bounce back as long as he's injury-free big time, big time in 2013. Because we've gotten some glimpses of it before. I mean, we've seen mm-hmm. what he can do when he feels good. We've seen what he we can do when his sequencing is good, when his rhythm is in place, when he's stroking the ball. He's a, he's a great athlete besides being obviously a wonderful player. So he brings a lot to it, and we'd just like to see more evidence more regularly of that which is really in there. Another guy just like that is Jonathan Vegas, who just like Gary Woodland uh, won his rookie year in 2011 last year, and he really hasn't done anything since. Um, he didn't make the top 125. He didn't make the playoffs. So, yeah, both those guys, because I think that they are they are good athletes, and they and obviously with with Jonathan being from Venezuela brings a lot of globalism to the game. Um, I, I would like to see both those guys bounce back from a disappointing 2012. I think he was uh, partying a little bit too hard since Whoa, he won, wasn't he? Partying. Who's that? 
Jonathan Vegas. No, I don't think Jonathan's quite the partier as much. <laughs> I know he went home to Venezuela for the first time since he won, uh, but uh, I, I don't, I, I don't have any evidence of him partying. You may know something I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any evidence. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I heard that he took it a little easier. He decided to have a little bit more fun. Um, he wasn't grinding as hard. You know, I was. I'm not suggesting he was out of control by any means, but having the first blush of success put him on cruise control or so it felt like for a little bit and peter you know this as well as anybody because you've been covering the game a long time i mean it's a big adjustment when you come from basically obscurity or, or you come from the web.com tour now and then you all of a sudden you win on the pga tour and all these expectations both externally and internally creep into your mind and your ultimately your body and everything and, and a lot of guys you know it's a, it's not an easy adjustment I mean, it really isn't, and you know, and Jonathan may be a perfect, perfect example of that. Um, and some guys can handle it well, and some guys can't. There's no black and white. Just as each individual has their own fingerprint, each individual handles this sudden rise to success, this elevation on the world stage in the golf world. That is now, Peter. Totally differently, Peter. Just because his name is Johnny Vegas doesn't mean he's going to <laughs> Vegas and acting like Prince Harry. He's not on the cover of uh, some uh, little uh, toilet trash magazine. No, he was with the Prince. <laughs> yeah, they're partying together. That's whatever. Right. Hey, uh, Todd, what do you got for the Deutsche Bank? Uh, you know, this is um, uh, you know a great venue. It's a beautiful weekend up in uh, New England. Uh, you know, we got the coverage, uh, Golf Channel coverage of. Uh, this Deutsche well, Bank. Yeah, and a, and a reminder, this is the unique event uh, in the playoffs and the fact that it does not, the first round does not begin tomorrow. It begins Friday because it, the event will end on Monday, Labor Day Monday. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a different venue. This is nothing like Beth Page was last week where, where guys were struggling a bit, especially on those greens. This is probably the easiest course of the four in the playoffs. So you're going to see a lot of birdies. Um, and, you know, this this brings, unlike last week where I think Beth Page was such a big ballpark, it kind of like made it pretty much a, a big hitter's park. We kind of cut the field in half. I think everybody in the field has a good shot at winning this one. So uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and uh, especially that 18th hole, um, which has a new – a redesigned green, so there's going to be something new that the players haven't seen. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Our first first round coverage begins Friday. It also is on Saturday on Golf Channel, and then we move to NBC on Sunday and Monday, where uh, it'll be equally as fun. You've got a lot of Ryder Cup programming that's going to be coming up in the next few weeks as well, and I just wonder what your your personal thoughts are on who do you pick if if they're your choices right now. Who do you go with? Who as objective as you can be. Um, I, I like Steve Stricker just because I think he's one of the better putters on the planet. And you need a good putter, as you know, in, in Ryder Cup play. Um, after that, <laughs> I mean, you can make an argument for for just about anybody, whether it's Jim Furyk, the fact that he brings all this experience, whether it's Ricky Fowler, the fact that he's such an aggressive match play, good player, uh, whether it's, Dustin Johnson, because he has so much length off the tee, this is going to be a big park uh, at Madonna where you need to be big off the tee, where it could be Nick Watney, I mean, who's suddenly all in, in the conversation. It could be Brad Snedeker, who, again, is a great putter and, and has, been, has had a decent year. As a matter of fact, if we kept the Ryder Cup points going through Beth Page, 
he would be number nine, I believe, on that list. So he would be right after the top eight on the Ryder Cup points list of the U.S. team. Uh, you know, I, I, I would not want to be Davis Love the third. I will tell you this. Davis um, has gone into a bunker. We, he will not accept any texts or any calls from anyone but his immediate family and maybe a few friends. Uh, so he's got to figure something out this week. And to be honest with you, a lot of players have to step up this week. This is it for them. I mean, this is their opportunity to to make an impression on Davis Love III and say, I belong on that team. And, and that's, that's going to be the tournament kind of within the tournament in Boston. You know, Furyk's stock has got to be way down. I mean, that debacle at the U.S. Open was, you know, really bad stuff. And then, you know, compounding it with a double bogey in a tournament that he had essentially led for 71 holes. You know, if, if I'm Davis Love, he's got to play better golf than anybody else this week if he's going to be on my team. He's got to close. He's got to make, he's got to actually, like, do the whole thing. He's got to go from beginning to end. I think you're exactly right, Peter. I think that what happened... Uh, particularly on the 16th hole at Olympic, and uh, and then coming in after, not only that, but what he what happened at Firestone at Bridgestone when he should have he should have had that tournament, and uh, he just made a mess of the final hole. I mean, it's this is a different kind of pressure. Look, I don't have a name on my bag, so I'm not saying that I have been in these guys' shoes, but this is a different kind of pressure when you're playing. In a Ryder Cup, and so you've got to be able to handle the intensity of that event. And frankly, so far, Jim Furyk, when he's had opportunity, and when there has been an extra bit of pressure on him to succeed, he hasn't handled it well this year. Now, um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what Davis is going to do because he does want the experience in Jim Furyk that Jim Furyk brings, but at the same time, his performance in clutch situations is not been his best so it'll be interesting to see what davis does with jim furyk you know he doesn't like that because he is quite the competitor furyk isn't going to let that one go very easily uh todd we got like a minute or two you know i wanted to compliment you guys on now i was watching the triumvirate they had uh ben hogan on last night and they did show some of the earlier Ryder cups on uh, like a previous uh show and you were right those english dudes were going off they were introducing lee westwood and they were going bananas and it is the Ryder Cup is just at a whole nother level, and uh, you know it's fun. It's it, I can't wait to see uh, Medina, you know, in all of its glory. I, you know, I think uh, it'll be a great time up there. Uh, give me a pick for this weekend, uh, Todd. Before you peel out, uh, what do you think is going to happen up at uh, Deutsche Bank uh, for a winner? Well, pick a winner. Yeah, I, I pick a winner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so easy to do. Um, I. I would not be surprised to see Keegan Bradley bounce back from a tough weekend at Beth Page. Oh, yeah, up there uh, in New England. Yeah, he's a New England guy. He had a good Monday. He uh, went back to Vermont, to uh, Woodstock, Vermont, his hometown, for the first time since high school. It was a charity event there to help um, people with the in the Ver- Vermont Disaster Relief Fund. Uh, so he's got some good vibes and some good mojo. And I think he's got... He's got a little bit of fire in his belly after missing the cut at Beth Page because he played Beth Page while he was at St. John's. So um, I, I, I think Keegan's going to have a pretty good week. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Watney keep that going, too. And Brant Snedeker, I like those three guys right there this week. I'm not going to pick a winner, but I, would, I, would, I like those three guys and the way they're playing right now. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. A little uh, hometown love out there in Vermont. Uh, go back and get some good vibe. And, uh, Todd, hey, as always, we appreciate you guys uh, hanging out with us for a minute here at the uh, Golf Insiders. 
Uh, we'll catch you next Wednesday, and uh, we'll get the full uh, scoop um, from the Deutsche Bank. I've got Peter uh, Kessler in the house. Thank you so much, Todd Lewis. Uh, we're going to uh, take a break here. 1080 ESPN, the Golf Insiders. We'll be right back. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. Golfers, have you discovered the hottest golf ball since the Pro V1? Well, listen up. They're Chromax golf balls, and they're cooler and more colorful than Ricky Fowler's outfits on the PGA Tour. Chromax golf balls feature a reflective inner layer and translucent outer layer that make the golf ball appear brighter and easier to hit. Chromax's metallic finish reflects sunlight through the clear cover for unprecedented visibility, making it easier to hit the sweet spot, track the trajectory of your ball in flight, and make adjustments to your swing. Chromax golf balls are USGA approved and come in a rainbow of colors to suit every golfer's personality and playing ability. Lower your scores and put some fun back into your game. Chromax golf balls are available at your local golfsmith stores or visit www.chromaxgolf.com. Golfers, have you discovered Swing Wing? It's the 6-in-1 inflatable power swing trainer. The Swing Wing power trainer will make you hit it longer and stronger. Swing Wing's patented design provides wind resistance training that will improve your tempo, increase your club head speed, and get you more distance. If you're tired of big and bulky training aids, the Swing Wing is the answer. It's simple and easy to use. Just inflate it, slide it onto your club, and swing away. Swing Wing is perfect for warming up before practice or play. With just 10 10 swings, you're ready to smash it down the fairway. The Swing Wing 6-in-1 Trainer helps eliminate bad habits like scooping, flying elbow, and more. The Swing Wing will improve your arm position, swing plane, and full body turn. Hit it longer and stronger. Buy the Swing Wing now for just $29.99. The Swing Wing 6-in-1 Power Trainer is a no-brainer. Just $29.99. Get more distance and control. Order your Swing Wing today. Go to SwingWingGolf.com. SwingWingGolf.com. Are you happy with your website? Do you need new business cards, brochures, or promotional materials? Then you need GMSImage.com. GMSImage.com provides creative marketing concepts and dynamic graphic design. GMSImage.com is quick and responsive and will deliver your project on time and within your budget. Visit GMSImage.com. 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 321-303-9684. 321-303-9684. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing. And then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so lean to me. 
All right, we're back. Hey, you're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. Keep it uh, between the lines and uh, take it easy. You'll get there eventually. And Hunter's Creek, the comeback golf course of the uh, southwest Orlando area. you got to come down and check it out. Hunter's Creek, we've got the Hang 10 promotion going on. You can play 10 rounds, buy 10 rounds, and you get uh, you get to play a great golf course. It's a very good shape. Mike Gay and his uh, staff, agronomy staff, are doing an excellent job down there in uh, Hunter's Creek. It's uh, worth your money. Check it out. Uh, I've got Peter Kessler in the house tonight. We're having a little chat. We've got uh, Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel. Jeff is hot on the trail. Scoop Shane, they call him. Jeff Shane, what's happening? My man Shane. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? Good. Hey, we got Peter Kessler in the house. Hey, he is, uh, he's taking Holly G's spot tonight. So, uh, oh, Holly G's spot. <laughs> you said it, not me. I'm not touching that. <laughs> she is actually up in uh, Myrtle Beach at the uh, World Golf Amateur, and we'll get to her in a little bit. But, uh, hey, man, uh, you know, I know you do well with uh, the LPGA coverage. And, uh, you know, we saw something this weekend that we don't see very often. And this uh, young gal from New Zealand. Yes, New Zealand uh, by way of Korea, uh, Lydia Ko. Uh, they just keep getting younger. Uh, just when we thought we'd hit a, 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 a new standard with Lexi Thompson winning at age 17, here comes Lydia Ko almost a year to the day later. And, uh, and everybody has said, you know, that has talked, you know, talks about women's amateur golf, that she's the real deal and keep an eye on her. And boy, has she had a summer. Uh, first, she wins the U.S. Women's Amateur. And then a couple of weeks later, accepts the sponsor invitation to go play in the Canadian Women's Open and really showed a lot of cool under pressure. And now at age 15 and however many months she is, she is now the youngest winner ever on the LPGA Tour. So what does that say about the state of that tour? I think it says that uh, that the, the talent is, is still on the younger side. It's almost like that there's a... Uh, that, that generation between Annika, Lorena Ochoa, Kari Webb, and, and, and these younger players, even, you know, even when you talk about a Yanni Sen or Nayeon Choi, uh, the generation in the middle seems to kind of gotten skipped. And uh, even somebody like Stacey Lewis, who is in her mid-20s, uh, she's starting to, you know, to make a, a name for herself. But it seems like they, the winners, by and large, keep uh, getting on the younger side and and uh, all that training and all that extra uh, whatever what do you call it the uh, you know swing coaches and all that it's it's paying off certainly at a younger age for the women than it, than it ever has for the men it's amazing her uh, connection to uh, you know just being able to put the pieces together you know uh, for 15 years old you know, I don't know what you were doing uh, but I know when I was 15 being able to put put it together like that and keep it together for 4 days you know this or uh, I don't know was it a 3 day de- uh, tournament or a 4 3 days yeah keep it together for 3 days that's a pretty uh tall order hey congratulations to her and uh she seemed like a pretty pretty sweet gal and she was kind of cute in the interview she sure was uh refreshing to watch but and I think Suzanne Pedersen did say that it's pretty hard to get beat up by a little 15-year-old. Uh, <laughs> well, especially since Suzanne never quite 
gets to the point where she realizes her potential, right? I mean, shouldn't she have been or shouldn't she be yeah. briefly or for a while number one in the world? She just never did uh, her potential, reach her potential. Uh, well, you're right about that. She seems to have spent a long, long time at number two and and never seems to be able to move up to number one. I think Angela Stanford had the best one. When I was 15, I was a car hopper. You know, uh, uh, Jeff, what happened to your phone? Now, pick that phone up. Uh, all of a sudden, we're uh, we're losing you a little bit. But, uh, uh, you know, she's a Ledbetter student, right? Suzanne Pedersen? Oh, yeah. She, long, she long time uh, Ledbetter? I, I watched her hit balls last year with David. I, I watched her hit wedges, nine irons, and eight irons. And it's thrilling to watch. It's yeah. The ball goes through the same space in the sky every time. It's, you know, you can hang a a hula hoop from a helicopter, and she could put it through the hula hoop at its apex, and you say to yourself, how does this person not win? She's so strong, yes. and she's got such great rhythm, and she's an incredibly good athlete. I don't know what keeps her from breaking through, but it's not physical. No, she is quite a physical specimen, that one. I'm not touching that. It comes down to putting, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> uh, much like uh, Michelle Wee, but we, uh, we'll, we'll let the uh, LPGA – uh, hang out there. You know, it was, it was fun to watch. It was good for them. But uh, on the other hand, now we were uh, watching Nick Watney, uh, you know, go through his uh, his uh, first win of the season at uh, at the, uh, uh, the what was that? Maybe it was the Barclays. Yeah, Barclays. The Barclays. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah, up there in uh, New York. Because yeah, you were at thinking Beth about Page. the Deutsche Bank no, this I'm week. Thinking, That's uh, why. You know, I was at Beth Page in uh, the Black Course, where it says Oof. it's extremely difficult golf course. Uh, uh, and you would think there were snakes. And <laughs> yeah, things, right? right. It's not any tougher than any other one. But uh, how about your feelings on that, Jeff? Well, I had been telling people uh, earlier that Nick Watney, out of this group of you know, kind of the younger generation that is now starting to establish itself on the PGA Tour, the Dustin Johnsons and Bubba, Watt, uh, Bubba Watsons, Webb Simpsons. It was Nick Watney that, that really hadn't done anything yet this year. Now, he's had, he had illness problems very early in the year. He had a little bit of nagging injuries uh, around that time, too. And so it was kind of a question, was this going to be a lost season for him, or was he going to be the type to break through late? And, and you know, he finally got his win this week, and uh, we'll, we'll see if, if this means that uh, he's ready for a good run. Uh, maybe even onto the Ryder Cup team, although he might need, need another good performance this week to really open Davis Love's eyes. You know, I, I'm, I'm paging through my uh, Sentinel, which I carry with me wherever I go. And uh, see, you got uh, Jeff Shane here. He's writing about uh, Annika Sorenstam to assist your Europe's Solheim Cup defense. Now, uh, I, I see you're writing about the Tavis stock expands to six teams. Well, you know, come on. I mean, if you're not reading the Sentinel, you don't know what's going on in golf. <laughs> It was kind of a busy day in my inbox yesterday. Uh, Dude, you're just kicking it out here. This is crazy. <laughs> the, uh, the Tavistock thing is pretty fascinating, really. I mean, you don't even know how to characterize it. It's not a tournament. You know, it's it's a really clubby insiders, you know, and for the toniest people in town to attend kind of an event, adding two teams. I don't know. There's something about the whole event that's surreal, no? That's no, you're 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 absolutely right, uh, and it's kind of it, it, it. There's been you know kind of debate on how we cover it too. It's like usually when we when we uh, have a local event, you know, we put out this big you know box. You know, here's where you can buy tickets. Here's where you park, et cetera, et cetera. And then for the Tavistock, we have to say, 
um, unless you have a ticket already and you know who you are, uh, better watch on Golf Channel. So it's a, it's, a, it's a little bit strange. I find it interesting that these were the two teams that were added. When you have, you know, it seems like the guys at Whisper Rock out in Arizona have been just clamoring to get into this thing, uh, you know, Gary McCord leading the way. And you've got, you know, a couple of clubs just down south that would probably love to get into it, too, at Bears Club and Medalist. So the selection of Oak Tree National, and honestly, I had not heard of Primland until yesterday, but I think people are going to hear about him next spring. Uh, what's what's this, Joe Lewis? It's the guy that owns uh, Isleworth? And, and Lake Nona, the Tavistock. Uh, are they yeah. his properties? I know not Oak Tree National. Uh, I guess I'd have to check into Primland. I'm not. Uh, I'm honestly, again, I, I had not heard of them before, and I was trying to check and see who their members were. I, I didn't even look at the ownership thing last night. It was put together very late in the day. All right, hey uh, Jeff Shane. I hope you uh, uh, you know understand. Uh, you know, we brought in Peter uh, Kessler tonight to class up this show. Dropping Tony, you know, beautiful words like that. This guy's he's the real deal, and I've been just faking it forever. But uh, hey, uh, Jeff, we sure do appreciate you uh, coming in for a little bit of chat. Uh, Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel. Thank you so much. Hey, we're hanging out here tonight. We got Peter Kessler in the studio. Hang on. We're going to be back here for another few minutes. Uh, We'll be right back. You're listening to the 1080 ESPN, uh, the Golf Insiders. We'll be right back. Thank you. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. Golfers, have you discovered the hottest golf ball since the Pro V1? Well, listen up. They're Chromax golf balls, and they're cooler and more colorful than Ricky Fowler's outfits on the PGA Tour. Chromax golf balls feature a reflective inner layer and translucent outer layer that make the golf ball appear brighter and easier to hit. Chromax's metallic finish reflects sunlight through the clear cover for unprecedented visibility, making it easier to hit the sweet spot. Track the trajectory of your ball in flight and make adjustments to your swing. Chromax golf balls are USGA approved and come in a rainbow of colors to suit every golfer's personality and playing ability. Lower your scores and put some fun back into your game. Chromax golf balls are available at your local golfsmith stores or visit www.chromaxgolf.com. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni. I think it's nice. Yeah. It could be just me. Yeah. 
right, we're back. You're listening to the Golf Insiders. We're on 1080 ESPN. We've got Peter Kessler in the house tonight. We're talking uh, golf. And uh, Peter, how about it? What do you see happening this weekend at the uh, Deutsche Bank? You got any uh, anything that you'd like to talk about here? Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, Ricky Fowler's not on the team yet. And Davis Love really likes Ricky Fowler. And he doesn't want to have to do anything except say, the guy is 100% qualified to be one of my picks. You know, and it's close right now. You've got Ricky, you've got Sneds, you've got Watney, you've got Furyk, who I think has less of a chance at this point. But, you know, right now I feel like Ricky Fowler feels like if he puts on a performance this week, he's a lock. It's not going to be up to any kind of subjectivity that his performance will speak loudly for him. So I, I, think, uh, I think he is motivated. I think he's a wonderful player. I think he's a little bit of a streaky player, um, and he's playing some decent golf. You know he can make them from everywhere. He was brilliant at the last Ryder Cup. I mean, buried the last four holes to have a match. So there's every reason why Davis wants to pick him, and there's every reason why I think he'll play well, therefore, this weekend if you have to pick somebody. Now, you know, it's crazy, though. You've got, normally, you got 156 players in a field. This week, it's 100. So that means that 99 guys you got 99 other teams. It's not one other team. And of the 99 other teams, 10 of those guys are going to play the best golf they've ever played. You know, maybe it's numbers 90 through 99 who will play their best golf. And so one of those guys could be a surprise winner, as Watney was, to, in my view, this last week. So to win a golf tournament now, you not only have to play your best golf, but you got to overcome the best golf of at least 10 other players in the field, most of whom you wouldn't have heard of before. And therefore, I like that the pressure's on him, and I think he can fulfill. You know, here's a great example of that. What you're talking about is Bill Haas. Where is Bill Haas? What happened to Bill? Bill got a nice check at the end of the FedEx Cup last year, but he, you know, that's no reason to dismiss yourself from any further competition this year. Where has he gone? I mean, you know, he I went mean, to Vegas with Vegas, <laughs> Johnny Vegas, <laughs> and Prince Harry. Didn't you see that picture? It was as clear as could be. So, what's the question? <laughs> Where did Bill Haas go? And you're right. So, you know, this is the big debate. Now, Bill, you know, was his year good, bad? Was it mediocre last year up until the uh, FedEx Cup where he really performed, uh, you know, uh, outstanding? You know, and then he disappears? You know, I mean, you you understand where I'm going with this. Now, I mean, for the the next winner of this FedEx Cup could be a Nick Watney who didn't have a great year but has won one time already this year. So I mean, you know, I got a this, question for you. You're, yeah. a, you're a player. Yeah. You know, you teach people how to play. The shot that Bill Haas hit out of the wall was the coolest shot but ever. But how do you play that? I mean, when I when I watched it, to me, his ball was a hundred percent submerged. I didn't really see. No. It wasn't. No, no he was right, so about half it. halfway. And then what do you do? How do you he play hit the it shot? Like a bunker shot, but I mean, when he hit that, it kind of stuck in the uh, mud a little bit. You could actually see the flex in the shaft, and this was a lot of stuff going on for that diff- most difficult of a shot. And he played it just like a, sh- a sand shot. You would, that's how you would approach that. You know, you kind of lay, lay it open and look the other way when you hit it so you don't get a face full of <laughs> mud. <laughs> but are you looking a couple inches behind and accelerating the well, club yeah, like you would in a bunker? Well, exactly like a sand shot. And he performed uh, at a very high level with that. And that won him the tournament, I would say. And and but you know where did this guy go? I mean, uh, I, you know, and this is kind of what the FedEx Cup's all about, and whatever everybody's talking about. But isn't that 
isn't that the difficulty of golf that you're pointing out, the ability to be consistent at the highest levels? I mean, if winning is the hardest yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. then the next hardest thing is to be consistently good. Yeah, and Tiger did both of those things. We got spoiled. It's really hard yeah. to be consistent. I mean, even Nicholas had periods where he wasn't in form. I and mean, we got really spoiled with Tiger. So if Bill Haas has an off year after making $15 million yeah. last year, you can understand it for a variety of reasons. Maybe the intensity isn't quite there. Maybe the work ethic is slack, just a fraction. And maybe he has to decide what he really wants now. How hard does he want to work? You know, congratulations to Bill. Performed well for four tournaments, okay? That was, you know, it's the playoffs, okay? If you're going to play well and you get into the playoffs, now's the time to do it. And he pulled it off numerically, I guess, with all the numbers that are involved. Uh, I guess we could talk all the one whole show about this, but um, it's pretty difficult to to uh, pull this off. But you know, Watney's in the in the catbird seat. He's already got one victory. He's got a little bit a little bit of a lead. And hey, congratulations! Let's see what happens now. Okay, how are you gonna perform the next three events? This is the hard part. Now you got one in your uh, in your pocket. Now what do you do? I got a question for you. Yeah. No. You know, with uh, I'm thinking about. Tiger Woods right now, and and it seems to me that if Tiger's going to go ahead and and beat Jack Nicklaus's record of of eighteen major championships by picking up five more, then you don't just pick up five more majors and nothing else. You've got to win, say, fifteen tournaments because you're not just going to win majors and nothing else. So to win five majors, you may need to win fifteen golf tournaments, of which five are majors. That would make it on its own, a 15-win, five-major career starting now. It would put you in the Hall of Fame on its own, 15-5. and five. Lock job, 15-5. and five. Larry Nelson got in at 10-3. and three. So here's my question to you because you know the answer. Can Tiger go, because this is what it comes down to, can Tiger go from being, say, one of the three best putters that ever lived, no question, on anybody's list, top three, to being a very iffy putter in the last four years, to he has to go back to say top 30 on tour to win if he's not a top 30 putter again i don't see 15 wins i don't see any major championships isn't that where he has to end up well you know peter this is the uh the big the great question now i'm thinking now will he 30 he's going to be 37 on his next okay, birthday listen, he's not even 40 yet this guy has not even gotten into his 40s and we're talking a career change I mean, he's going to actually have to reinvent himself. You know, he's actually showing a little personality on the course. He's trying to reinvent himself. This could be his second season, so uh, for him, it's much needed. You know, he's got a couple of years of blackout in there. You know what I mean? He has been blacked out for a couple of years, so now he's on the way back trying to uh, reinvent himself personally and you know, uh, physically and as a golfer. If, if you were the Ryder Cup captain... And you had your choice between picking a really great putter and a fast player like a Brant Snedeker. I mean, the guy holds yeah. everything. I mean, last week, on the last two holes, he, he made 15-footers on the last two holes to finish second by himself. If you had to decide right now, would you take Watney over Sneds, even though Watney just won? I understand that. But Sneds, Sneds is there a lot. Watney's not there a lot. I like uh, uh, Snedeker's attitude. I think, you know, you got to have a little bit of an ad, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, and he's not going to put up with that. You know, Snedeker, Brent Snedeker, I think is a little tougher, I think, uh, than uh, 
than Nick Watney. I don't know. It's, you know, I mean, the, you think he could he'd be a better closer? Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, I want somebody that's a dog on a bone kind of thing. You know, uh, especially at the Ryder Cup. This is how it is. Hey, listen, at the Ryder Cup, this is the toughest ticket. There's only twelve matches going on. You know, like on the last day, there's twelve matches, right? And there's only twelve groups on the golf course, so that means that there's a lot of empty space out there. And so the intensity level at those, you know, certain uh, points on the golf course really get high, very intense. And you got to have somebody that's into it, you know, that wants to be there. That's in and that's why, you know, I, I think the American team at this point going into the Ryder Cup doesn't look that good. Let me let me ask you a question. How important do you, do you think the captain is to the team? Does it really make a difference? Couldn't you captain the team to the same result? Uh, you know what? They do put a little bit of science into it. Uh, was it Paul uh, Paul Eisinger? I thought pulled up pulled a really cool uh, uh, captaincy out of this. But uh, hey, listen, we got uh, Chris from the World Golf Am. Hey, Chris, Chris, come on, man, where you been? I've been trying to get a hold of you. <laughs> Hey, it's been uh, been busy here at the world's largest 19th hole. We've got uh, got 3,000 golfers walking around the Myrtle Beach Convention Center, having a couple cold drinks and enjoying dinner and a golf expo. Oh my! And uh, and uh, you guys going to get this in? I guess you got a little weather up there. Yeah, you know what we did? There's been a front that stalled off the coast that brought us a lot of rain last week and even into the early part of this week. But you know what? Remarkably, hey, these guys have been troopers. Uh, we had 12 flights get canceled yesterday out of 68, but uh, that's been it. Um, 54 of the 68 flights have already played 54 holes, and we've got um, the others have played 36 and will complete the third and for what for them will be the third and final round tomorrow. So, you know, the competitive integrity of the event remains intact, and uh, these guys have kind of got the experience that the pros get of having to uh, slog through in a little bit of uh, messy weather. If I'm not mistaken, last year the winner was a 74-year-old guy with a two-handicap. It's statistically impossible for a 74-year-old two-handicap <laughs> to beat 3,008 golfers, which he did last year, which shows that the tournament is really good about making sure that everybody's a clean entry. This is a really well-run event for 3,100 players on 60 golf courses. Yeah, well, we appreciate that, Peter. I mean, it, it's something, you know, again, this is the 29th year of the event, and the, the staff that runs it and works extremely hard in all facets of the event, but particularly, you know, what you were referencing there with the handicaps. I mean, it's a system that we've, we've worked at, perfected, and, and really kind of vigorously enforced. And, I mean, quite frankly, there, there aren't a lot of people throughout the, throughout the nation that work to vigorously enforce handicaps, and certainly not as aggressively as we do. And, you know, we think the results of that work, uh, you know, show in the, you know, in the way that this field is, is leveled out. And every, like you say, everyone has a fair chance to win. You know, I mean, the hardest part has got to be which golf courses you're assigned to. Do you, you know? I mean, in the, do you know that before you get there? Yeah, we um, it, once once entry deadline closes, everybody's flighted about uh, usually seven to ten days before the event. We'll email everyone, letting them know what their four golf courses are going to be. And, you know, we work it to where, obviously, you play a different golf course Excuse me, each day. If you're a, a particular flight, never plays the same golf course more than once every three years. And we do that, you know, hey, to keep everything fresh, to allow people to, to, to see the entire beach. And it's, um, you know, arranging that stuff gets a little tricky sometimes, moving everything around. But um, we're able to do it, and it really kind of helps keep the tournament fresh for everyone. All right, hey Chris, man, we appreciate you spending a few minutes with the golf insiders, man. We got to let you go. We're going to be cutting out here uh, pretty soon, and uh, as always, uh, we'll be checking in with you. Keep an eye on my girl Holly. Uh, you know she's uh, she's up there by herself. I'm a little worried about her. And uh, Chris, buddy, yeah, 
Make sure she gets an extra large golf shirt and bring back down here for her boy. I appreciate we'll, that. We'll do it. <laughs> hey, you guys have a good time, and I'll try to uh, keep it out of keep her out of trouble. And if I if you have a chance, check us out at worldamgolf.com and uh, look into the live story. All right. Hey, I appreciate it. Tonight we've had Bob Herrig from ESPN, uh, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel, Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel, Chris from the World Golf Amateur, and I've had a special guest in the house, Peter. Thank you so much for coming in tonight, Pete. Great to be with you. Thanks so much for including me. Hey, how about that? we got a little special guest star tonight, Peter. Thanks so much for coming in, man. Appreciate it. Uh, how are we doing on time there, Coop? Hey, Coop says we've got 20 seconds. What do you got there, uh, Pete? In 20 seconds, I would say that I expect not only Ricky Fowler to play great golf this weekend, I look for Tiger Woods to play great golf. Every time something bad happens to him, he comes back and does something <laughs> terrific. I expect him to do it again. Hey, I appreciate it. How about that? All right, you've been listening to the Golf Insiders. We'll check you out next Wednesday. Thank you so much. This is Genesis Communications. Radio station. WHOO, Kissimmee. Sports. Orlando's ESPN 1080. The team.